Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Uh, we are in one of those moments that you just never, never want to think about having to go through. And, and uh, I know the whole state of Nebraska and, and the university and, of course, all the student athletes and, uh, and our, our team and staff and everybody, everybody feels this right to the bone. You know, you talk about brokenhearted and uh, feeling for a family, feeling for your kids. It's all, it's all there, uh, all the parts. Uh, this day will be stuck in time forever. Uh, the storm was horrible last night in Wisconsin, so much so that we had to cancel the evening punting and kicking sessions. So all the, the prospects gathered in the gym, and it was Sam Foltz um, who took the microphone and filled that time with an inspirational story of motivation and mentoring and leadership and his own life story of going for a dream and becoming a walk-on and eventually becoming one of the best uh, football players at Nebraska and headed into his senior year where big things were expected. They truly served others uh, for the last moment that we saw them in public. To be doing that, to be talking to young people, coaching young people, for those same young people then 12 hours later to receive the news that they received today, Todd, it, it was utterly devastating. And my heart breaks for Sam and Mike's families, for Michigan State and Nebraska communities. Uh, these guys were labeled as specialists. They were special in every way. And that starts the stage or sets the stage here uh, for an emotional edition here of the Husker Online Show as we will spend the next hour remembering the life of Nebraska punter Sam Foltz, who tragically passed away in Wisconsin, taking part in uh, a kicking and punters camp that, you know, he was giving back his time and uh, was out there with several other punters and kickers around the country. And you heard ESPN's Joe Tessitorf and Nebraska head coach Mike Riley. I mean, this truly is one of the biggest tragedies um, that we've ever experienced um, around the Nebraska football program. You have to go back 20 years ago to the the, the passing of Brooke Behringer um, and the tragic plane accident. But when you look at the life of Sam Fultz, and we're going to hear from a lot of people on the show today. Uh, I've talked with former – we'll talk with former uh, Nebraska kicker um, Patrick Smith, former Nebraska kicker Chris Brown, whose brother Drew uh, was with uh, Sam in Wisconsin and also Jeff Jamrog uh, who recruited Sam Foltz to Nebraska and, and and you'll find how touching he was on people and I think as I bring in Nate Klaus and Robin Washett I think Robin that that's what really stands out about Sam Foltz it's not necessarily just his success on the field it is the way this guy touched so many people over his time at Nebraska the way he really let people come along with him on this ride and he made everybody feel special um, no matter kind of what part you played in his day-to-day -day life yeah I think maybe the best word that uh, you know I've heard used to describe Sam Foltz is unique. I mean, he was about as unique of a player or, and of a person that I've experienced, you know, since I've been 
uh, on this job covering Nebraska athletics, uh, really any any sport. And uh, I mean that that genuine, sincere, just like he had for people. Um, I mean, he just connected with you instantly. You had to meet him once. He'd shake your hand, look in the eyes and give you that smile. And all of a sudden he felt like he was your best friend. And, you know, I've, I've, you know, had just, you know, some, you know, on the job interactions with him and, you know, a handful of, you know, off the field talks with him. But every time it was joy talking with that kid. And, you know, I mean, he had the brightest of futures ahead of him and, and to see that taken away in such a tragedy, like you said, uh, I can't imagine a much worse situation. And Nate, as we bring in Nate Klaus, I mean, this is a guy that we met, you know, in high school when he was at Grand Island and in the Shrine Bowl. And, and you just knew, Nate, when we met Sam Foltz, you know, in 2012 in that Nebraska Shrine Bowl, we really spent a lot of time with him that week at those practices. And you, you just knew he had something about him. And he wasn't even the most highly touted guy in that game. There were a lot of other guys going into that game that were touted a lot higher. But I remember talking to you in length that there's just something about this guy that He's he's a throwback. He's meant to play at Nebraska, and he will play at Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't write a better story about a kid from small-town Nebraska that uh, earned his way as a walk-on, was making his dreams come true, and earned a scholarship after a couple of years at Nebraska. Uh, and was a tremendous athlete. I mean, he was recruited as a wide receiver, a defensive back, um, you know, but made his mark as the punter of this team because that's where they needed him. And it's not very often that a, a specialist on a football team impacts so many different people and, and is a, a leader in the weight room, a leader, uh, you know, off the field, on it, and in, in every in every aspect, and, and really upholds the standard of a program. But that's what Sam Foltz did, and um, you know, and he's Nebraska's son. I, I was at a at a speaking event, uh, talking with some people in Fremont, and talking about Sam Foltz, and, and there's several people in the room that got you know teary eyed and, and were shedding tears about Sam Foltz, and it was because you know he connected with them in some form. Uh, in some way, and uh, just like like he said, he, he just touched everyone he ever ever talked with, uh, treated everyone with respect, and that was that's that's just Sam Foltz. You know, in a lot of ways, Robin, um, I think Sam Foltz he just kind of checked off all the boxes: walk on, farm kid. His mother worked for Grand Island Public Schools, so obviously the whole entire community and small town, and then farmer. You know, everything about him: four sport high school athlete. Uh, he, he just had so many revering qualities. Then you throw in um, his community service, his outreach. I, I don't think the word no existed in Sam Foltz's vocabulary. Yeah, and that's what made him so special. I mean, there's been plenty of other just as talented, if not more talented players, even more punters that have come through Nebraska. But what separated Sam Foltz from so many different players was just how you know kind and generous and loving he was to so many different people that he barely even knew. I mean, the amount of time that he would take out of his day, which is jam-packed as a student athlete. I mean, not only is he doing all the football requirements and you know getting you know academic, all Big Ten, whatever it was uh, in the classroom. Uh, I mean, he's out there going to schools, going to hospitals, you know, meeting with little kids, mentoring kids at camps, going back to his old high school, and you know, shooting charity half-court shots and making them because he's Sam Foltz. I mean, the, the, posting the, pictures of hunting and fishing, and yeah. you know, and I mean, that, that oh yeah, is, and and then go shooting his limit and pheasant hunting, you know, when, when, whenever you know. I mean, that is about as Nebraska as it gets. I mean, there, that that was the Nebraska I grew up around, guys like that, and and just that blue collar small town feel that he brought and that's why this stings so much for so many different people because in one way or another 
every Nebraska football fan, every college football fan can identify with this kid in some way and relate to him and connect with him. And it's, it's just so rare that a kid can embody so many positive qualities the way Sam Fultz did. We're talking here about the life and remembering the life of Sam Fultz, who, who tragically passed away uh, in a car accident, along with Michigan State, former Michigan State punter Mike Sadler. And, and that should not be forgotten also. I mean, Mike Sadler uh, uh, was a Sam Fultz for Michigan State, and he was set to attend law school at Stanford, um, had a very bright future ahead of him uh, down the road as well. And um, you, know, you, you just think, Nate, about these two guys and, and, and what they meant and um, you know, the timing of this uh, a week away from the start of fall camp, Nebraska obviously not attending Big Ten media days. This is really going to be um, a game changer, I think, for this season. Um, and, and, you know, I think this team will rally, Nate, around Sam Fultz this whole year. Let's do it for Sam. I know the team uh, on Monday, um, they, they had the optional day to take off. Well, a lot of guys showed up to the weight room on Monday um, the day after Sam Fultz passed and said Sam would have wanted us here to lift. And I think you're going to get a lot of that, Nate, uh, with this team this year. Yeah, the timing, uh, you know, obviously Sam was loved by everyone, but the timing is something that that hit a lot of guys because, you know, it was just last week, you know, on Friday or Thursday or whenever it was that the guys saw him and, and he was at workouts encouraging guys to, to finish the workouts and was excited for the fall camp that was right around the corner. And then all of a sudden, you know, Sam's not here anymore. And uh, there's no question that guys are going to rally around this because that's that's you know they're going to do it for Sam because that's the way that he'd want it done and um and you know they're going to be sad right now but I think in the end um you're in the very near future that's going to be a, a rallying cry uh for a lot of these guys on the team and, uh, and I'm not even going to get into who's going to replace and do what because it's, it's just not appropriate but there's no doubt Robin I mean this this is going to impact this season um and it, it's something that every guy is going to handle it differently and um, you know, I, I, the guy I worry about the most is Drew Brown, and we're going to hear from Chris Brown um, here in our next segment, the brother of Drew Brown. Uh, Sam Fultz actually stayed the night at his house on Wednesday before leaving to go to Wisconsin on Thursday with Drew, and uh, Drew had to bring back Sam's belongings and his luggage uh, from Wisconsin on Sunday and you know just the things that a guy like Drew is going to go through I mean that's what I worry about when I think about the long lasting impact for some guys on this team I mean there's a reason Mike Riley kind of uh, handled things the way he did you know he was obviously out of town when the news broke and he got the the call from Dan Van Driet, uh, you know informing him that Sam had passed and his first reaction was I need to get back to Lincoln and I need to get to with my team and talk with him face to face and uh, as soon as he got back on campus, the entire team met at Memorial Stadium, and they just talked it out. You know, Tommy Armstrong stood in front of the team and, um, you know, said that, you know, we all need to rally together in a time like this, and then invited a whole bunch of people uh, over to his house uh, to continue talking about it. And, you know, the, one of the things Mike Riley wanted out of that situation was to just not have guys off on their own, you know, getting lost in their own thoughts, because that, that's that's when, you know, bad things can happen. So I think that the, their, their game plan of keeping this team together and using this, you know, this tragedy as a way to bond together even closer than they already were, I think is probably the best way you could possibly handle something like this. Well, we're, we're going to have plenty more talk here about Sam Folt. As I said, this will not be a regular edition of the Husker Online Show. This will be uh, an entire hour dedicated to the life of Sam Foltz as 
really this entire week was about Sam Fultz. Nebraska did not attend Big Ten Media Days. Five-star wide receiver Joseph Lewis canceled his trip into Lincoln. Uh, funeral services for Sam will take place in Grand Island on Saturday at Blessed Sacrament Catholic Church at 1030 uh, with a wake um, in uh, visitation uh, on Friday in Grand Island from 4 to 8. So we will spend this next uh, several segments of the show remembering the life of Sam Fultz when we come back we'll be joined by former Husker Chris Brown the brother of current Husker kicker Drew Brown that's next here you're listening to the Husker online show you're listening to huskeronline.com your authority on Nebraska athletics and we're back here on this special edition of the Husker online show as we remember the life of fallen Nebraska punter Sam Fultz and Pleased to be joined here by our next guest, someone that really saw Sam, one of the last people in the state of Nebraska to visit and see Sam before he left to Wisconsin to the kicker camp, uh, former Nebraska kicker Chris Brown. His brother Drew was with Sam uh, in Wisconsin o- over the weekend at the kicker's camp, and um, obviously it, w- it was just a terrible weekend. And, and, and you know, Chris, first of all, my condolences to you and, and your brother and your family because I know this has been a very difficult time for you guys. Yeah, it's been a it's been a tough twelve twenty four hours, and um, you know I I just you know our our thoughts and prayers are certainly with uh, the Fultz family, and um, just an unimaginable tragedy. Um, you just you couldn't find a better kid. Um, he and Drew were really good buddies. Obviously, they spent all their time together uh, as. Sam was Drew's holder and you know I just I'm really feeling for for Drew now too because he was up there with with Sam at this camp and um you know had to go through all this you know by himself so it's I know for Drew it's been a really really difficult time we're joined by former Husker kicker Chris Brown the brother of current Husker kicker Drew Brown and you mentioned to me when we talked earlier that Sam stayed at your house on Wednesday night before leaving Thursday. What, what do you recall just your, your final talks and conversations uh, with Sam and, and in general? I mean, because you thought the world of this young man and you knew what kind of future he had uh, after his days at Nebraska were done. Unfortunately, I, we didn't get a chance to, to see Sam or talk to him. We had already left for our vacation. So uh, Sam and Drew just you know stayed at our house that Wednesday night before they left the next morning to go, um, you know, to go to the camp. So we didn't get, I didn't get a chance to see him, but I mean, anytime that we, we, we were at practice or, uh, after a game or, you know, we'd come up to Lincoln for whatever reason. Um, you know, Sam was always just, I mean, the most polite outgoing, um, down to earth kid, you know, he was really good to, to my kids and that, you know, they really enjoyed, you know, any time they got to spend with him, even if it were five minutes on the sidelines during practice, you know, he always made our kids feel special and welcome. And, um, you know, so just, again, it's just an unimaginable loss. I mean, you know, he he had a really bright future ahead of him and whatever he was going to do, you know, I felt like he had the, the skills to go on and have a very long NFL career. But even if it wouldn't have been, in the NFL, whatever Sam was going to do, she was going to be successful at. We're joined by Chris Brown here on the Husker Online Show as we remember the life of Husker Sam Fultz. And 
you talk about Huskers that have passed away. I mean, everyone goes back, Chris, to 20 years ago when Brooke Barringer tragically passed away in 1996. And you were just, you know, beginning your career at Nebraska at that time. But your wife, Amy, was obviously very close to Brooke, knew him as well. I mean, when you think of this tragedy of that, I mean, how similar was Sam to a guy like Brooke? I mean, it seems like they had a lot of the same qualities and that it factor that just really connected everybody. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, the similarities are almost eerie. I mean, you know, just, just outgoing. Um, I mean, just look at the, at the, the guys, uh, on the team, you know, that, that have, have come out on social media and, and I mean, it's everybody on the team, you know, and spoken from somebody that's played the position, you know, that is not normal for, a punter or a kicker to gather that much, you know, support or, um, you know, the, the, the entire team, you know, respected him, you know, that's a really, um, that's not a normal thing to happen. So that right there speaks to what kind of person Sam was, what kind of player he was. When you get that much respect throughout a locker room, uh, as a punter, um, you know, that's all you need to know as to, as to who he was. Cause you know, it just, it just doesn't happen. And you know, you're right. that this, this, the similarities between he and Brooke are, you know, like I said, eerie, um, you know, they, I think they both love the outdoors. Um, you know, they, um, you know, Sam came in, obviously walked on and earned a scholarship and, you know, earned the, the respect of all of his teammates. And, um, you know, this is going to be, um, this will be felt for a long, long time. Chris, how much of yourself even did you see in a guy like Sam? Because you were similar to Sam as an athlete. I mean, he wasn't just a punter. This guy was a phenomenal receiver, a safety. You were a quarterback at South Lake Carroll, a great baseball player. Sam was a baseball player. But you mentioned just that you, you kind of had that same personality as a player. You weren't just – you know, the kicker, you were always very active in every locker room you were in, even up through your days where you were the player rep for the Houston Texans and the Steelers. Um, did you see a lot of yourself even in, in, in Sam when you kind of saw some of those personality traits? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, it's, I never thought of it, but, you know, I mean, Sam, you're right, was just an unbelievable athlete. He probably could have played a bunch of different positions. Um, it just so happened he chose to punt. So, um, you know, I, you know I, I think it fits kind of that – that tradition that we've, we've had here at, at that position, you know, where, where you know, coaches want to go out and find, find athletes. And, you know, Sam certainly was one of those for sure. Uh, you know, he, I, I, from what I remember, I think he came in as a defensive back or receiver, um, you know, and had all the tools to be able to do that. You know, like I said, he just happened to be a really good punter too. And that's, you know, that's a, a position that you don't really, uh, it's hard to find that, that guy that can come in and do that, at, you know, at, as well as Sam could do it. So, you know, he, he chose to kick. So, um, you know, I, I never really thought of it in that light. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I think if you look at, you know, most all of the kickers, um, you know, that have that have been their kickers and punters, you know, they're guys that played other positions, played other sports. And, you know, I think it just, it just lends itself to being able to deal with the pressure of the position. We're joined here by former Husker Chris Brown, uh, brother of current Husker kicker Drew Brown, as we remember the life here of Sam Foltz and on the Husker Online Show. And and, and you mentioned briefly about you know Sam's future and, and what kind of NFL player he was going to be. I mean, just from your 
time, you know, 10 plus years in the NFL with multiple franchises, organizations. I mean, just conversations you've had with people that know kickers, punters. What type of talent was Sam and, and how much better would he have gotten just in the time in the league? Because obviously when you're a professional without classes, you're going to get a lot better uh, when you start punting uh, for a living. Well, I mean, if you just look at the physical characteristics, you know, Sam was, was tall, lean, you know, and that's one thing that they look for. If you look at a lot of the the really, you know, good punters that, and the ones that have been able to do it for a long time, they're, you know, taller, um, you know, lankier a little bit, the long legs, which certainly Sam, you know, was that taller stature. Um, you know, you can you can get your leg going, moving in a, you know, in a, in a pretty pretty good speed, and, and do it, you know, kind of up and down and up and down motion instead of cross your body like a kicker does. So, you know, from a physical standpoint, he had everything he needed, and then you just look at what he's able to do on the field, and uh, I mean, just look at the improvement that he's made. He made from you know, when he first got here to last year when he was the Big Ten punter of the year. So there's no question um, he would have had a, a real opportunity to go and play in the NFL. And, you know, that's what makes makes this whole situation just so devastating is, you know, the future that was in front of him. And, and you know, not only beyond, you know, not only in the NFL, but what he was going to be able to do for this team this year. I mean, you know, my suspicion is that he probably would have been named the captain. Um, just seeing the support that um, has been coming out, I, I would have been shocked if he weren't a captain. Um, you know, and so from that standpoint, you know, this team just lost a very valuable, uh, not only member of the team, part of the family, but a, a leader that everybody looked up to. How big, though, was he for your brother, Drew? I mean, I, I remember last year, Drew had kind of a rough start missing those first few kicks, but Sam was always the guy kind of right in his corner. He had his back. He, he was always very supportive. Uh, of Drew and, and and making sure that people knew that he was the kicker and I have your back I'm the holder and they just had such a great relationship over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think this is you know this is the hardest you know the hardest part for you know not only losing somebody like this and you know just who defines what it meant to be a Nebraska football player but somebody that was so important to you know Drew and my and and you know what what he's been able to do on the field, but really more importantly off the field. You know, I think Sam was, you know, probably more of a bigger influence on Drew as a role model off the field than anything he could have done on the field. And that's really, you know, that's, and that's really the, the biggest impact that you want to make is, is what you're going to, how you're going to impact somebody in their life. And, and I think, you know, this is going to be very difficult for, for Drew to, to overcome and deal with. I, I, I've spoken to him, uh, you know, briefly once, and, you know, it's going to be a challenge. It'll be really hard, but I know that, you know, there, he's got a whole Husker Nation out there that's going to, you know, be be giving him the strength that he needs. And, um, you know, certainly I know that, you know, the uh, the guys on the team will rally around together and pull together, and, and you know, that'll be a source of strength too. So it's going to be difficult for, for a lot of people, but I think, you know, from – from Drew's standpoint, because he was up there in Wisconsin dealing with the situation and, and, uh, you know, had to, had to, I mean, he brought Sam's clothes back home with him, you know, he brought his backpack home, you know? And so I, I just, it's going to be a, a, a really difficult time for Drew to, to, uh, you know, to deal with. And we just have to, you know, just got to give him a big hug and, you know, tell him you love him and tell him you're there for him. And, you know, we just have to get through this together. 
And Chris, I think you said it best. Husker Nation is going to be very supportive of of your brother, and I know you are as well. And luckily, you're right there in Omaha for for Drew as uh, he he gets through this very difficult time that that's going to take maybe several years. So uh, we we appreciate the time, Chris. I know uh, you're on a vacation, so we appreciate you taking some time away from us here to to remember the life here of Sam Fultz. It's my pleasure, Sean. Thank you. All right, much more here on Sam Fultz and his life as we continue the special edition of the Husker Online Show. This is HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show as we have a special tribute this show uh, for the fallen Husker, Sam Fultz. It's been an emotional, emotional week here for Husker fans, as we, we try to get over the loss here of one of our own, uh, really a guy that defined what it meant to be a Nebraska player. He grew up on a farm in Greeley, Nebraska. He walked on, followed his dream, uh, earned a scholarship, and we wanted to bring in the guy that really played a big factor in, in, in getting Sam Fultz to Nebraska, former Nebraska assistant coach, former Nebraska player, former walk-on, now the head coach. Um, at Midland College in Fremont, uh, Coach Jeff Jamrock. Coach, first of all, uh, my condolences to you. I know uh, how close you were to Sam Foltz over the years. Yeah, I appreciate that, Sean. Uh, we were very close. He was uh, a great friend, uh, like a son, uh, such a class guy. And guy that uh, I know I speak for millions of people that uh, are going to miss Sam Foltz. Uh, his life was too short, but I tell you what, his impact uh, will be forever. And uh, it was an honor and privilege to, to know Sam and, and his family. And uh, it's just a terrible tragedy. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, he's up in heaven and uh, heaven just got better with, with the addition of Sam Fultz, I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, let's go back to, to kind of how it all started. I mean, he was a part of that very special 2012 walk-on class, maybe one of the best walk-on classes in the modern history of the walk-on program, and you played a big factor in, in getting a lot of those guys together, and Sam was a headliner. Um, give us your first recollection of Sam and, and kind of how it all started with um, Nebraska really trying to get Sam here as a walk-on. No doubt. He was an excellent uh, athlete at, at uh, Grand Island and receiver and defensive back and and obviously punter. And we thought he could fit into one of those three positions. We for sure didn't know. You know, first we didn't know which one, but when it came down to camp, round four, four, seven, forty, caught really the eye of our, our whole coaching staff. And we debated on long and hard on, on what we were going to do. And at the end of the day, we uh, asked Sam to, to walk on. Uh, he had some great offers to some other programs. I believe some of them were full ride offers, and could not. It didn't surprise me when Sam didn't take long to say, "You know what? I want to play at Nebraska." And I think we hit it off uh, very good uh, right away. And I told him my story. I said, "Sam, I said you know, I had some full ride offers uh, coming out of high school, and I knew I always wanted to put that in. Uh, you know, put that in on the helmet." and be a part of Nebraska football and not have any regrets later in life. And, and that's how Sam felt. And that's what the walk-ons felt at Nebraska, that uh, many of them had that same feeling that they always wanted to play at Nebraska and not have any regrets later in life. And if they financially could, could afford it, that they uh, you know, made that decision to walk on. And uh, it was a, 
really, like I said, an honor and privilege for Sam Colts to be a part of the program. We're talking to former Nebraska walk-on director Jeff Jamrock, a former assistant coach as well, now uh, uh, the head coach at Midland University in Fremont about the, the life of Sam Fultz, and, and Coach Jamrock played a big part in getting Sam to Nebraska. And you look at the decision he made years ago. He had offers from South Dakota State and North Dakota. And, you know, as I look at the walk-on program now, a lot of these kids in the state – have a lot of pride, and they'll, they'll turn down a walk-on to, to take that FCS money. I mean, how, but Sam Foltz didn't. I mean, how, how much does that just tell you about his character? Because uh, it's rare now today with how expensive college is for guys to turn down the money to, to, to walk on at Nebraska. It, it is, and it, it does say a lot about Sam, that about his character, about his confidence. I mean, he knew he was going to make it at Nebraska. He knew that when he did make it at Nebraska, that he believed that we told him we were going to give you a scholarship if you're in the hunt for that starting position. And there's no better feeling uh, as being a part of Nebraska football when you call up a, a young man like Sam and say, hey, would you come in? We got some news for you and tell him he's on scholarship. And, you know, he was as happy as you could ever see a young man. Uh, it just it melts your heart when you, you see the hard work all those years pay off, the sweat, the determination, all those hours of punning uh, to be rewarded. And then to tell you what kind of family is, shortly thereafter, uh, his dad calls up and just wanted to thank uh, myself, the coaching staff, for believing in Sam. And, and Sam, I'll never forget, said, Coach, I won't let you down. And he didn't. And uh, he was an inspiration to uh, his teammates, coaches, fans, family. I mean, any, anyone associated with Sam, uh, he inspired people. We're joined here by Jeff Jamrog. And even after you left Nebraska, Coach, uh, you told a touching story uh, about how you received a thank you card in the mail from Sam Foltz this past spring. Uh, also congratulating you, I believe, on your new job and and just thanking you for the opportunity years ago. Yeah, again, it's just, I mean, who at 22 sends out these kind of notes? And uh, Sam Fultz is that guy. And just thanking for uh, believing in him and sent me a little Nebraska, little wristband, it's a difference maker. And thanks for, you know, being a part of his life. And that sums up Sam Fultz. Uh, he was, uh, like I said, he was like a son. He was, uh, he, he was a good person as, I've been around in 28 years of coaching. He uh, he was about all the right things. And uh, you know, I hear people say, you know, define what a Nebraska player is. He defined what a person should be. Uh, yeah, a Nebraska player, a walk-on player. Uh, but at the end, I mean, he was a follower of Jesus Christ. Um, and you know he's in heaven now. And uh, I talked to his dad yesterday and he goes, uh, you know, Sam Payne time just got a little bit better. <laughs> Coach Jamrock here joining <laughs> us here as we are sharing memories of Sam Foltz. And, you know, Coach, you were so passionate uh, about the walk-on program, and I believe part of it was because you knew there were so many kids in this state just like Sam Foltz. And when you can see them play it out like Sam did, I mean, in, in your shoes now, how rewarding is it to see guys like Sam and other players at Nebraska <laughs> Um, live out the same dream you were able to live out, live out in, but in a different era? No doubt, Sean. I mean, of all the, the duty from 
you know, assistant for, for Coach uh, Solich and then, you know, the director of football operations uh, with Coach Planey. My favorite job, and it's not even close, was uh, I appreciate Coach Planey uh, giving me the opportunity uh, to be in charge of the walk-on program uh, because I've seen it. I lived it personally. I had so many teammates. Uh, that made an impact, uh, and then just to see it over the years. Um, and really want to thank Coach Osborne. Uh, so many of those times on a Sunday, he came in uh, when we had a recruiting weekend with walk-ons or when an individual walk-on came in and uh, would talk to the recruits as well. And so I thought we did everything possible to get the top one. And to see right now, I believe the number's nine right now, um, from that class of 2012, Andy Janovich didn't one after one year, uh, after his promise one for two. And then the refs, there was no promises other than if you make your mark, you know, you got a shot at getting one. And to see eight, eight others get scholarships, and then who knows, there may be a couple more. And I know Jordy Nelson's played a lot of football and, and been on special teams. Uh, Spencer Linson's played. It's just great to see those guys uh, make their mark and Obviously, Andy getting drafted. Uh, Brandon Wright, I think, has a great shot of getting drafted. And there's no doubt Sam Fultz would have found the NFL. There's no doubt in my mind that he uh, would have had a long, long career in the NFL. You know, we've almost joked a little bit here with our crew at Husker Online that that 2012 walk-on class may have actually been better than the actual recruiting class in 2012. And and, and it's really not a – I mean, it's, it's legitimate. I mean, that was a special group. Headlined by guys like Sam and, and you mentioned Janovich and Brandon Riley and so many others and uh, you played a big part of that coach and um, bringing those guys here to Nebraska. Well, I appreciate that, Sean. It's a lot of work by a lot of other people and uh, I mean myself, uh, you know, people, you know, but at the end it was uh, some other guys too that played, uh, you know, an instrumental re- uh, role. Uh, we took a lot of pride in it. Guys like Austin Neverson, uh, Jake West, Aaron Carney. Uh, Drew Soak up, uh, and I, again, it's, it's just great to see uh, the potential in, in humans and what can be accomplished with the hard work, the the effort, the discipline, uh, doing it day and day, and then to see the results. And I, this spring, I was uh, visiting with Coach uh, Wartman at Elkhorn, and we were talking about Spencer Long, and said, you know what, <laughs> we were kind of joking about it, uh, that he wasn't even all conference in high school. And here's a guy getting drafted and going to have a long career uh, playing line in the NFL. And that's the history of the walk-on program in Nebraska. It is a difference maker. And, um, you know, started with Bob Zanny and Tom Osborne took it to uh, to another level. And, and uh, it's just great to see Nebraska kids uh, do well. Well, Coach, we know this has been a, a difficult week for you, but you've touched so many young men by giving them opportunities and uh, finding guys like Sam Fultz to walk on at Nebraska. And uh, we appreciate your time here as uh, we remember the life of Sam here on Husker Online Radio. Sean, appreciate it. Appreciate uh, all your efforts. You do a great job. And, and uh, again, thanks for uh, having me on today. All right, much more here as we, we talk more. Uh, we're going to be joined by former Husker kicker Pat Smith next here uh, as we talk more about the life of Sam Fultz and, and what he's meant to so many here. You're listening to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. You know, his introduction on the, on the scoreboard before the games where they introduced the starters and Sam Foltz, small town, USA, 
Greeley, Nebraska. That's that's him, right? That's he's proud of it. He's he was really proud of it. He was really proud of being a Nebraska football player. Another great confirmation for me and why it's so much fun to coach here is the passion that guys like Sam have for this place. And it just shows they just love it. Loved it. We're back here on the Husker Online Show. That was Nebraska head coach Mike Riley just uh, remembering Sam Fultz as he spoke to reporters on Sunday night, just the importance about being a small-town boy, representing Greeley and Grand Island and, and the, all the farm kids around the state of Nebraska as uh, we continue our special show here uh, attributing Sam Fultz. I wanted to bring in a guy that you know was really close to Sam, um, former Husker starting kicker Pat Smith. And uh, Pat was the starting kicker for Nebraska for just one season in 2014, but had a great season. And Sam was a guy that was right with him and I think made that one-year transition so smooth. Then the following year, uh, Pat was a coach here at Nebraska and worked side-by-side with Sam Fultz. Pat, first of all, um, my condolences to you because I I know how close you were to Sam and and how uh, good of a friend you guys, you guys, friendship you guys had over the last couple of years. Well, yeah, Sean, I mean, you, you hit it right on the head when you say, you know, he made my, you know, my transition to Nebraska, you know, so smooth and so easy. And, you know, when you surround yourself or you're around a guy like that, um, who just does everything the right way um, and, and treats you with such a level of respect and uh, is always there for you no matter what. Um, I mean, man, it, it makes it so easy. And, uh, you know, for a guy like him, every day, day in and day out, was always, you know, just trying to be the best person that he could be whether that was, you know, a player on the field, uh, you know, a brother, uh, an uncle, uh, a friend, um, you know, he was always going to do things the right way. And, uh, you know, the impact that he had on me and then just on, uh, you know, the entire team and the entire community and his family, uh, it was really immeasurable. You know, he, he was your holder pad. And I still remember that, that freezing cold game at Penn State where uh, in the overtime, I think you had a kick twice because of a penalty and, uh, he, w- I mean, what, what did he, do you remember the conversations you guys had as you went on the field? And I remember when the ball went off your foot, both of you guys, your hands are up in like a second. You knew the kick was good, but that was to me, one of the more special moments I saw on the field, you and Sam Foltz. You know, I think I've got a couple little stories in off that, but, uh, you know, I'll never forget, you know, the, the feeling of looking at Sam before each and every kick. And cause a, a guy like that, you know, the absolute trust and faith that you have in a guy that, that puts his work in in that way and carries himself in that way. Um, you, you could look at him and you could know and you had this calming feeling about you every time you went, you know, went to went to kick because you knew, you know, he was going to get his job done. And uh, it just was so calming and, and gave you so much confidence. Uh, probably the the funniest on-field or the best on-field memory that I had with Sam um, was uh, at the Iowa game the, the next year when I wasn't even playing anymore. And uh, I remember he ran down and he uh, he made a tackle and forced a fumble. And I wasn't even in pads or anything, but I was so excited for him. I was so pumped. Um, I ran out and we jumped up, went for a chest bump. And he, I mean, he knocked me just square on my ass. And uh, it was, you know, it was hilarious. It was craziness in that moment. But, you know, he was like that little brother that you look up to. You know, he was younger, but he was mature far beyond his years and, you know, I, truthfully, he's three years younger than me, and I looked up to him every day. And so I was just so proud of him just in that moment, you know, and what he was able to accomplish and how far he was able to come uh, from the time I was there when he was just such a raw athlete. Uh, and then the way he uh, put in the work uh, to become truly just an incredible punter and a, 
a guy with a with a ceiling that was just so high. I mean, that just that all came from you know the type of person he was and the amount of work he was willing to do to get there. We're joined by former Nebraska kicker Pat Smith, uh, who who played with Sam Foltz side by side for a season in 2014, then served as a player coach with him in 2000, or, excuse me, 2013, 2014. But um, go back, you came in as a graduate transfer, Pat, and and that's not always easy to do. Walking into a new locker room, and um, you know, how, how did Sam kind of make it comfortable for you? Uh, because you you kind of just rolled in in the summer, and and you know, no one really knew you know, what was going to happen in that kicker battle, but how did Sam kind of make that transition comfortable for you when you eventually won that starting job? Yeah, it was kind of uncharted territory for me. You know, you go into a place and you don't know, you know, a single person, you don't know anything about, you know, very little about the place you're going. And uh, the biggest thing with for for me with Sam was, you know, he, he taught me what it meant to play for Nebraska. He completely embodied everything it meant to be a Nebraska Cornhusker. And, you know, truthfully, coming to Nebraska, I didn't maybe know – uh, what that truly meant. And uh, it made it so easy to, um, oh, sorry, sorry, son. It made it so easy to get motivated and to do what we needed to do. And uh, because I realized you could see how important it was to him and how important it was to the people in Nebraska. So it just immediately became that important for me as well. Um, and so, you know, having him there to talk me through it and work with him um, all summer and then into the fall, uh, you develop a really special bond and a relationship, uh, you know, it goes far beyond just teammates. You know, Pat, you, you were a part of the Coles kicking camps and, and a lot of – I mean, you're a strong member of that kicker-punter fraternity, and um, I think you could speak to this really more than anybody. I mean, how respected and how beloved was Sam Foltz just in that fraternity of kickers and punters around not only Division One football but even professional football? Yeah, Sam, from, from the onset, um, I had been with Cole's kicking camps for years, and Jamie Cole's been my mentor for years. And um, I remember my first summer in Nebraska, I was, I was going to the, the college elite camp, which uh, is all the, you know, basically the best collection of talent that you can imagine in college, uh, all going to Wisconsin to compete at these camps. And uh, I, I called Jamie and, uh, and asked him, I said, hey, you know, I've, I've got a, you know, a young guy here, he hasn't played yet. I was like, but you know, he's got some tremendous talent, some tremendous potential, you know, do you mind if I bring him with me? Cause he would then have to stay with me um, afterwards to help out at the high school camp. And he said, not a problem at all. Bring him along. And then afterwards, you know, Jamie pulled me aside just to have a conversation with me to tell me, you know, how much respect that he had for Sam and, uh, and how he carried himself and uh, what he was willing to do for the campers and the other people. Um, and he left a lasting impression on Jamie and, uh, you know, to this day, you know, Jamie even, you know, we've been texting back and forth and he's like, hey, you know, Mike and uh, Sam, they were just top 1% guys, you know, guys that uh, cared about everyone else and they uh, they gave back and uh, they're just really great people. And uh, that tight-knit community, I mean, they all definitely feel it as, as well as I do. So uh, it, it's been tough, um, but it's, you know, it's it's sad, but, you know, for those guys to go out, you know, after, you know, giving their time to go back and help out the high school guys and, and keep working to get better at what they love. I mean, it's truly telling the kind of guys they are. You know, one of the stories I remember Sam sharing with me when he was uh, going into his first year, I mean, he, he struggled a little bit mentally just being a punter because he was so used to being involved in a football game as a receiver, as a safety, 
you know, covering kicks or punts or whatever. And he told me that you were a guy that really worked with him and helped him mentally um, kind of transition because it's not really that easy to do um, when you're not used to kind of just being in that punter role and that's all you do in a game uh, to kind of stay mentally in tune to a football game. Yeah, you got to kind of ride with the highs and lows and just got to stay on an even keel. And uh, the, the biggest thing with Sam was he was so determined to get better. He was so determined to be the best he could be. He was so determined to, you know, win the starting job. And then beyond that, you know, become a great punter in the Big Ten. And uh, so it was almost, I'd tell him at times, Sam, slow down. You know, you, you can't kick harder. You got to kick smarter. You know, take your time. Uh, you know, don't go out and kick, you know, 400 balls a day because all you're going to do, you're going to wear yourself out. And it's, you know, it's the Wednesday in the middle of a game week. So don't go do that. You almost, you know, he worked so hard that at times you almost had to tell him to slow down. And so um, luckily having already been through a number of different things, I guess I was kind of able to help him with that a little bit. But, you know, if I, if I guess I taught him one, one thing, um, you know, to, to work smarter, more efficiently, uh, you know, he taught me so much more um, when, it, when it came to life. So, I'm glad I was able to teach him a little bit, but he just, he taught me everything. So former Husker starting kicker, Pat Smith, a, a close personal friend of Sam Foltz here joining us on the Husker online show. And, you know, when you talk about plays, memories, what what was the one or two plays in a game? You mentioned the, the forced fumble against Iowa, but was there a pun or a, a play that still sticks out in your, your mind were like, wow, how did he, I mean, how did that punt go that far? Or how did he do that? I mean, was there one that you still think about today? Truthfully, he did that every single day in practice. It was it was crazy. So uh, he never stopped amazing me. And it was uh, you know whether it was a game, whether it was practice, whether we were just you know messing around with the, with the managers, the video guys, you know, just kicking balls around just for fun. Um, he always seemed to you know he had that next special level that people just had you know couldn't get to. That uh, uh, you know he could just pick a ball up almost cold, not even you know barely stretched and. and still hit it you know 60 yards so the the kid just had it and uh you know that that came every you know every single day um and then and every game it always seemed that uh you know he never never ceased to amaze you and he always did it with his athletic ability it seemed like you know with the tackle against ucla the tackle against iowa those are some of the things i remember the most um which was just sam being sam and Pat, as we wrap it up here, I also want to ask you about Mike Sadler. I know he was probably someone that you knew as well with his connection to the Coles kicking camps. Yeah, Mike. Mike may have been one of the smartest, funniest guys I've ever met. Um, you know, just from the time we spent together at those camps, and then obviously coaching the high school kids and stuff. You know, I'll never forget. You know, his quick wit and, and you know the laughter that he put on everyone's face because you know that guy had a joke for every situation, and so uh, you know he was just such a genuine guy. Um, and I think that's the thing that comes out with, you know, for Mike and for Sam, uh, you know, they were just genuine, genuine, great people. And so, you know, Sam definitely had the, the golden heart to match his golden foot. Well, Pat, I know uh, you were here. You played just one season here, but coached another. But uh, you had a tremendous impact on, on Sam's life and, and he had a tremendous impact on yours. So we, we appreciate uh, you taking some time here as we remember Sam Foltz. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me, Sean. It was great to be able to just to share a few words about Sam and everyone just keep his family and your thoughts and prayers and Mike and his family as well. Former Husker Pat Smith here joining us. Uh, more to come here as we remember Sam Foltz on this special edition of the Husker Online Show. 
You're listening to HuskerOnline.com, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment here of the show as we have spent the last hour remembering the life of fallen Husker Sam Foltz, the punter, died so young. He passed away this week, uh, was destined for greatness, was going to probably be a captain, kicking the NFL for many, many years as a punter, um, and then uh, come back into Nebraska and live and uh, farm w- with his family. I mean, he was going to live the storybook life that so many people w- would have loved to have. And, um, you know, we've spent this last hour, guys, just talking about Sam Fultz. You just heard um, a great interview with Patrick Smith, the former kicker, and we heard from Jeff Jamrog, a former coach that recruited Sam, and Chris Brown, whose brother Drew was with um, Sam all weekend in Wisconsin. Uh, but as we close here as a staff, I mean, let, let's go around the table and, and let's just talk about maybe a memory or two personally about Sam that stood out. Robin, I'll start with you. You know, obviously he did a lot on the field, but I think, you know, one of the first thing that jumps to mind is, you know, a couple of nights of us, you know, up in Memorial Stadium press box, writing up our, our post-practice notebooks and Sam would always come up there to study. And he made it a point to stop by and say hi, you know, talk some baseball, talk some football, whatever it may be, and just talk life. And it was just, it was just something, you know, just you wouldn't even think about. But when you look back on it, it just shows, you know, what kind of guy he was that, you know, he would just always take the time just to, to BS with us about, about anything and everything. But as far as on the field goes, there's one particular moment that I think really speaks to the true character of Sam Foltz. And that was after the Wisconsin game in 2014, the Melvin Gordon 405-yard you know, disaster. There were only three players that spoke to media after the game. One of them was uh, Jake Cotton, who's a captain. The other was Josh Mitchell, who talked in passing on his way to the bus for like two questions. And then Sam Foltz. When your punter is the guy that faces the the... the bright lights of the camera and the tough questions on the good days and the bad days on the good days and the bad days he he was up there ready to you know just kind of basically handle his business and kind of took one for the team amir abdullah didn't do it kenny bell didn't do it tommy armstrong didn't do it uh randy gregory all those guys just said no they didn't even think about it but sam you know he he kind of just jumped up to the 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 challenge and talked with reporters and uh you know i think that's just again spoke a lot about the type of person he was that you know it wasn't all about the good days that he was there to, to man up when things got tough too how about you nate klaus as you remember the life of sam foltz uh, and your time the last five plus years around him in both high school and in college here i mean what were some of the stories that really stood out to you well i think one of the first things uh, that i remember about sam foltz is talking with him at the the shrine bowl game after his senior year and and uh, you know him talking about the the hospital visit that those guys made uh to go see the children in the shrine hospital and um you know and that has an impact on a lot of guys and, and a lot of guys say you know that how how much that visit puts things in pers- into perspective but sam I, I think was uh his comments were especially heartfelt and, and I, they were extremely genuine and um you know and then all the other all the other moments that that I ever you know encounters i ever had with sam he was a kid that would always called you by name uh looked you in the eye and and asked you how you were doing and there was not very many players on the team or, or people in general out there uh that that do that and genuinely care and but but that's just how sam ham, sam was and and that's how he carried himself and uh he treated others you know how he would like to be treated and uh, one word that always that keeps coming up from talking to people is just how humble he was and and that's that's just sam a couple things for me um one when when mike riley was hired you know it was only 
about four or five days after Bo Pelini was fired. So um, it was a pretty quick switch transition. And, you know, the, there weren't a lot of players that really came out that day when Riley was hired up front at the press conference. But sure as heck, Sam Fultz was one of the guys up there that day. And, um, you know, he talked to the media about Coach Riley and welcoming him to Nebraska. And, and that wasn't really the popular thing to do. I mean, that was kind of a, um, you know, an awkward thing for a lot of guys to to move on. But, you know, I texted with him that night and I said, hey, that was really cool of you to to get up there and 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 speak under those circumstances because I know it wasn't easy. He goes, you know what? He goes, I play for Nebraska. This place is much bigger than one coach. It's it's about the people of the state, and I'm thankful for the opportunity uh, to play for Nebraska. And Coach Riley's here, and I'm excited to play for Coach Riley. And I think that told you a lot about him and his DNA and just what it meant. And you heard some players that we talked to throughout the show talk about how important it was for Sam to be at Nebraska. And, and then the other thing for me personally was just getting to know his parents and I'll still, um, you know, hopefully get to see them over the years, but Gerald, his father, Jill, his mother, um, this year, I got to sit by them on the flight to Miami and we flew from Dallas to Miami in a connection flight. And Gerald and I just sat there and we talked about Sam literally <laughs> for two hours and, and just how excited they were to be you know, following him on this journey. And they went to every road game, Rutgers, wherever, and they were always there for him. And that, to me, will be the hardest thing for that family. That first game day Saturday when Nebraska plays Fresno State on Saturday, September 3rd, when their son is not out there for his senior year, I think that day uh, will be very hard for them. And then you go to those road trips, the first game to Northwestern. I'm sure they've already booked their travel for those road trips. And uh, they won't be there to watch their son. And I think those will be the things for me that will stick out because I know how important Nebraska football was uh, for that family and for Sam Fultz. Well, thank you for joining us here as we spent the last hour uh, remembering the life of Sam Fultz. We close this, the show here uh, with more from Husker players and coaches about the life of Sam Fultz. I'm just so thankful I got to coach Sam Fultz for one year. You know, uh, I would love to have done it for another year and then watched him go on and play forever because he would have. He's kind of like the true, you know, walk-on story. You know, great kid, walked on, earned his spot. Obviously, he was, he was going to go to the NFL to punt. I mean, that's the only thing he dreamed about his whole life. And for him to be so close and that cut short, I mean, I, I feel terrible for him. And his family, I know his sister, I can't imagine how they feel. And, you know, we'll keep him in our prayers today, tomorrow, ongoing, forever, just because he, he had that, that lifelong impact on everybody. You know, his introduction on the on the scoreboard before the games where they introduced the starters and Sam Foltz, small town, USA, Greeley, Nebraska. That's that's him, right? That's he's proud of it. He was he was really proud of it. He was really proud of being a Nebraska football player. Another great confirmation for me and why it's so much fun to coach here is the passion that guys like Sam have for this place. And it just shows they just love it. Loved it. Because, I mean, like, that's my brother, man. Like, that's my brother. Like, I have one brother, but, like, I have 150 other ones. Like, that's my brother, man. And, like, that's my brother. That's my brother, man. He gone. He gone. That's my brother. He gone. He gone. And, like, 
we can get another punter, and it won't matter. Like, that's a, that's a human being. If folks were here, he would want you guys to realize that in the blink of an eye, it can all change. We've all seen that, we all realize that, because no one expected this to happen. His dad and his brother farm back there now, so there wasn't room for him, he always said. So he was going to do something in ag and then eventually get back started farming back there. But I told him he had uh, a few years in the league and a few million to make before he did that, is what I always told him. But, you know, that's typical of Sam, though. I would always brag to him about him, and then he would always just shake it off and, you know, just humble Sam, doing whatever he wants. And You know, I told our team, uh, he, he just confirms in me why it's so much fun to coach because he was really, really fun, fun guy to be around. Very uniquely special on how he approached what he did and so good at it uh, and loved it and did it all with enthusiasm. Had, uh, I think Sam was universally liked and respected on our team. And, and there are players like that, but not often does a specialist find that way.